Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. We ready, you ready. It's number 30. Welcome to the Simon Says Podcast with Sean and Charlie and Maddie from the Get Up Show. Hey, that's us. That's us. That's, you 30? Said that. Yeah, 30 of them, man. They said it wouldn't last, but it still might not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're doing it. Yay. I got a phone call and it looked like one of our numbers because all of us have uh, who got, you know, corporate phones. We all have a similar number in exchange and everything. So I usually don't answer numbers I don't recognize, but I answered it because it looked like one of our numbers. Yeah. And there was a, a, a moment of silence. And then, hello. This is Social Security Administration calling to let you know a case is opened on federal charges on you in Texas. And they go on to say that um, I've committed some kind of fraud and that this is my final chance uh, (sighs) because I've been avoiding the magistrate and the judge on these federal charges and that my Social Security number has been uh, frozen and suspended and that if if I want to learn more about these serious charges, press one. Because <laughs> that's always how it works, man. Oh, yeah, man. sound very urgent. <laughs> when, the, when the feds want you on some hot charges and you're about to go to the, the penitentiary, you press one. Para Espanol, presa numero dos. Marque dos. But, so I'm thinking, God, I want to press one because I want to mess with these people oh, so bad. But I didn't do it because usually when you engage with them, that's when your number becomes you're on the hot list. You know, you're you're a lead. Do you remember that whole thing where they're like, don't even respond with like yes or no because Mm -hmm. they're recording you and then they'll use it against you? Yeah. Yeah. But it reminded me of that time. I was sitting in my old office at work and I got the call from the guy who was from the IRS and told me that I owed all his back taxes and they were coming to get me. Uh-huh. And, I, and I talked to him for so long, and I said, come on, man. You and I both know you're not with the IRS. Come on. Come on. Give me a break. And he's like, you, you sure you don't want to give just a—I'm not going to do the accent because that's offensive. But you sure you don't want to give just a little bit of money, you know, a couple hundred dollars? No, I'm not going to give Help you any out. money. Help a brother you, out. What, what about a hundred? No, I'm not going to give you any money. You're not with the IRS. Come on, man. We both know. So eventually he said, yeah, you know— I, I hate that I'm doing this. I'm, I'm so ashamed. I know you hate me. I was like, I don't hate you, man. You're just in a bad situation. He said, you know, my mom is a lawyer. My dad is a doctor. And 
they'd be so ashamed of me if they knew this was going on. You know, I hate this stuff, man. Have you called them with your IRS scam? Maybe they'll <laughs> donate. They've got a lot of money. Hey, good idea. Call, yeah, call. Can I have your parents' numbers, sir? <laughs> Can you send me some Apple gift cards and one to Cracker Barrel? Thank you. But yeah, that's one. And the last one I got was a message from a bank that I don't deal with telling mm-hmm. me that there, I, I had a huge overdraft and that my, my accounts were frozen. And I, so I just laughed and hung that one up. But nothing used to bring me more joy than prank calls and messing with people on the phone and seeing how long I could keep them on the phone with some ridiculous bit of business. Ugh. You used to do some pretty, I mean, you were awesome at it. Because I'd oh, been thanks. in the studio with you doing it a couple of times. Because we would get like robocalls into the, like, into this, like when we were in studio and stuff. Yeah. When we were all together and like, you know, the phone line would ring. You'd be like, hey, you got a request. And it's like, here's some awful thing. And it's like, oh, here we go. Like, you know, they're trying to tell us about a cruise that they've got for us. Yeah. And we're like yelling, yelling at each other in the background. Yeah. Oh, God, it used to be so much fun. At, at another radio station up in D.C. where I used to work, there was this random line. We had this whole bank of lines, request lines coming in. And if one of the further down the line numbers would ring, I'd know, oh, my God, it's the wrong number. Yes. And I would get those. I've got a whole CD full of those. Like <laughs> People would call looking for a builder, and I would just take them around the world with some gibberish, or it would be somebody looking for a particular person, and I would put them on hold and come back as like fifteen different people. Yeah. Oh, was it? Wasn't it you who transferred somebody? Like you kept transferring them. Yeah. Or was that another one? Like, hold on, break room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to get a hold. Okay, hold on. Oh one yeah, second. yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on just a second. Janitor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, you know, those days are pretty much gone. You know, if you try to make a prank call anymore, you're either busted right off or you use the star six, seven and nobody's ever going to answer it. Yeah. Or people just don't answer phone numbers they don't recognize. Mm-hmm. That's at me, all. Man. I can't yeah. tell you how many times I'd call. <laughs> I love calling people who won prizes on the radio station and I'm calling them. I, like I would never get anyone on the phone because no one knows the number here. Yeah. It's like, who's calling? Yeah, I actually made the mistake of answering a call a couple days ago, and it was somebody with a building company. We're going to be in your area, and we're offering deals from 2012 on roofs and sidings and back porches and this and that and the other thing. And he was in this whole big spiel, and I was like, oh, stop. Sorry, (laughs) man, but (laughs) you are wasting your breath and had to cut him off. But yeah, that's what happens when I answer. Oh, man. And then I used to have my revenge calls. Remember my revenge calls? Uh, Yeah, kind of awesome. <laughs> Especially the guy in Virginia. I mean, uh, oh, wait, was, should I not? Should I edit that out? <laughs> nah, he's cool. Butthole Joe probably isn't even there anymore. <laughs> you know, we. it's funny you say that because we'll still occasionally get people because people leave messages for us on the Simon line all the time. And, you know. Nine out of ten times, it, they know that they're calling the radio station. Yeah. But every so often, it's like, I wish we would have been in studio to get that person who was like, hey, yeah, Diane, I'm calling about the curtains. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? It just said, you know, and it's funny because you think, well, maybe they're confused. Well, it's clearly like you call the Simon line. It's Sean saying like, hey, thanks for calling the Simon line. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is must still bad. That Diane just has a weird message. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, I love that when it's, hey, uh, hey, Lori, uh, you gave me your number. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thanks, Lori. So we used can, to get those. We can still 
Like, and that's the prop. So we can mess with people who call us. Yeah. But we can't, you know, if anyone's unaware, like, it's against the law, like, hardcore. Like, the days oh. of, like, prank radio calls. Hey, we're going yeah. to call up this person. Like, the jerky that, boys could if, never happen right now. Like, spoiler alert, if you ever hear someone on the radio, they had to give consent. It's not yeah. an impromptu prank call. They're fake. Yeah. Nine out of ten times, they're 100% fake. It but drives I, you wanna, me crazy. You want to know a secret? Hmm. What? Back when I used to do those every day of life on my morning shows in, in Norfolk and everywhere else I used to do those, they were totally illegal then. I got busted doing one where I was on the radio in Norfolk calling a place on the Eastern Shore, and it was a lady that I knew, a place that my grandmother used to go to all the time when, when I was a kid. But it was like, okay, what do I call today? I got an idea about an old guy who, let's just say that his wife's uncle was a rodeo clown and dropped a bull off at their house and left it and said he was never coming back after it. I mean, everybody goes through a scenario like that in life. Right. Sure. So he calls this place <laughs> that sells meat and asks them if they can take this bull off his hands to turn it into meat and is a bull edible and asks a lot of questions about eating bulls and parts of bulls that are edible. And in the process of the phone call, the bull somehow gets in the house and you can hear the bull destroying the house. <laughs> and then at the end, he gets back on the phone and tells the lady at the meat store, never mind, it's become more of a pet. I love it. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> so it plays on the radio. We get a serious complaint from the lady and the people that run the place don't tell me. So it becomes popular and I get requests for it. I play it again. She complains again Nobody tells me. I play it a third time. She writes a letter to the U.S. government. Whoa. That yeah. escalated quickly. Well, it wasn't quickly. If somebody would have told me, I would have yeah. called her. I'd have yeah, said, hey. She did go through the proper channels. But yeah, I guess you're right. It stopped right there. Yeah, I just said, hey, remember me? Remember my grandma up in the Nancock? Remember us? Hey, I'm sorry about that. I won't do it anymore. And she'd have been like, ah, oh, you rascal. I'm going to raise a knot on your head. And then that would have been the end of that. But it was almost <laughs> the end of me because of that. So what did the government do? I don't want to talk about that part. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were coming along? You don't see them as much anymore. But there was that commercial for Starkiss Tuna. And it was the, the <laughs> Adventures of Charlie the Tuna, who was oh, sure. trying everything to get killed and stuffed in a tiny can. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, and the whole the whole thing was, sorry, Charlie, only good-tasting tuna gets to be star-kissed. Oh, boy, this is my turn, guys. This is it. I know I'm going to make it this time. They're going to cut my head off and gut me. This is it, my big day. Oh, <laughs> yeah, boy. have you ever watched <laughs> Wicked Tuna? Charlie, what is wrong with you? Oh, boy, I hope they take a core sample to see how good it is in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still alive for part of this. My body's twitching. I can't wait. Mm, Look, some... there's the chainsaw. My collar is a delicacy in some countries. <laughs> what in the kills. world? What was going on? And you know that that Charlie Tuna character was based on, you guys won't know the name, Phil Silver. Nope. Yep. You don't ruin. You're right that I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had TV shows and he was a big vaudeville guy. He was another person who ripped off Ted Healy's whole act. <laughs> 
Well, you remember the whole, one of my favorite old Saturday Night Live sketches was the Clucky the Chicken one. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do, Where, yeah. It's a cartoon chicken. He's like, oh boy, we're going to cut my head off. <laughs> and then they cut his head off and his, his floating ghost head is dancing around the kitchen. And at some point he's like, oh, the blood is rushing out of my head. I'm getting a little woozy, but I look uh-huh. delicious. It's, it's that commercial logic just doesn't make sense sometimes. Not Times, at man. All. That one and like the the Keebler elves making your cookies in their filthy treehouse. You know that that must have stunk in there. Do you know how but many I times squirrels probably broke in and like completely ransacked the place? You know they did. All right, hold on, my gardener is here. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. The squirrels. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's real life. Uh, oh, speaking of gardener. Um, People have have been reporting Charlie because they won't cut the grass. They just will not cut the grass. (laughs) That is not the case. So we have had ridiculous afternoon thunderstorms for the past month, it seems like. And, you know, my boyfriend works during the day. He's an electrician, so he's not here during the afternoon to do so. When he gets home from work, he's been planning to mow the grass. But every day it's pouring down rain and then the grass is wet and you got to wait for it to dry yada 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 and so our grass has not been mowed in a couple weeks what makes us bad is we are surrounded by retired people who have nothing else to do except mow their grass yeah you kind of stand out you look like the uh you know the manson family living down there we have like tigers and giraffes wandering through our yard right now compared to all our neighbors and we feel so bad but it's really not our fault Mm. Yeah, I just, I didn't realize how bad mine was. You said that, and I'm like, yeah, I, we just went on a walk last night, and I came around the front of my house, I'm like, oh, this is where all the grass is growing. <laughs> In the back, it's not that bad, but right here, I look like I've abandoned the place. So, Maddie, your gardener <laughs> that's out there, could you send him over to my house when he's done? <laughs> yeah, hold on. He's busy doing my neighbor's yard, and maybe I can convince him to come over. Well, th- yeah. the thing is, that years ago, I had a neighbor at my old house whose whose grass was... You know, it looked like a wheat field. It had the heads on the grass, you know? It had gotten that tall. And I asked on the radio, I was like, I have a lawnmower. This was back when I did that. I I said, I have a lawnmower. Should I go down the street and volunteer and just cut that grass quietly and and go back home? And I got phone calls that told me I would be a, quote, asshat if I went and cut that grass. But I would be thrilled really? if somebody oh, yeah. came to cut Yeah. Every day when our, every other day when our neighbor Jim is out mowing his grass, he keeps getting closer to our yard. <laughs> I just want him to, I just want to wave him over be like, yeah, come on. I know you want to. Come on. <laughs> I feel like I would be super ashamed. Like, I don't know why, but I would feel really bad if someone mowed my lawn for me. But at the same time, I've been like you, Sean, where I would voluntarily, yeah. I would do my neighbor's yard in a heartbeat. Like, you I, know, just out of the, you know, hey, it looks like it's overgrown. You want me to go? I'll just go ahead and do it for you. I don't mind. Uh-huh. It, it just doesn't make any sense. In my brain, I'm like, I was going to do that. <laughs> I would I would gladly, if Jim comes over and, you know, keeps on mowing, I'll gladly throw him 20 bucks or something. I well, mean, why don't you? Why don't you just make that happen? Next time you see him out there doing his thing, just, you know, run, out with, a, run out with a crisp that's 20 and say, oh, that's, Jim. That's actually what my boyfriend said. He's like, just tell Jim to keep mowing. <laughs> like, I can't do that. If he want, I mean, if he volunteered, that's one thing. I am not going to go ask this man to mow our yard when we are perfectly capable 
one day when it stops raining. Oh, geez. If you were perfectly capable, it would be mowed by now. Just do it. Just go tell okay, him. Come right. on, man. If he's, <laughs> if he's cutting grass on the regular and you're not cutting grass on the regular, come on, work together. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's America. And tell him to come to Greensboro. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> Get trucking. You can take that thing on the highway. It's fine. I love, I love, you know, I've always loved Drew Barrymore ever since E.T. when she was Gert in E.T. So cute. Just so sweet. And I wasn't that much older than her. So it was okay for me to have a crush on Gert. But now when you watch it, you know, she's a little kid. But she's grown up now. So everything's cool. And then I find out that she has a closet full of cookbooks. And it's not just a closet. Like, think of celebrity closets where everything has display shelves and, you know, everything has its place. It's one of those. Wow. I love And they're up on the walls. It looks, it basically looks like a small bookstore. And it's all cookbooks. That's what I love because I have a ton of cookbooks. Yes, she actually has a, a show that's on... I don't really understand how this works, but there's some a way to do Instagram Live shows. Huh. And so she has a show now on Instagram Live that is about her um, cookbooks. Or it's about what? cooking. It's called Drew's Cookbook Club. And she has different guests on there or whatever. She says she reads three cookbooks a week. Reads I, them whole, the whole thing? Cover to cover. She says she reads because she reads the ones where... Like a chef writes it, and so they always put their inspiration for their recipes and their travels and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, she does that. She reads them. I'm looking for a cookbook right now because I think I have one handy. Y'all go ahead. I didn't, I don't, I've got a bunch, and actually, I just whittled some down. I pulled some out to actually get rid of because. Because I'm never gonna do anything with it. Like there, if I haven't cooked it, if I haven't cooked a thing out of it yet, there's no way I'm gonna do anything out of it going forward. And a lot of that. What do you mean I don't know that? It's so funny because just the other day, my boyfriend's son said, "Wow, you've got a lot of cookbooks." Like, I, like I don't use them or something. But actually, it seems like these days I really don't. But these days, I if I want a recipe, I look it up online. I know more than I look into. I have some. I have some older cookbooks that from like <laughs> when my mom was in a women's sorority, and they would put together a cookbook to sell for a fundraiser. Ah, and they're like from the eight early eighties. And there's some weird recipes in there. <laughs> you know what I finally just got for Christmas a couple of years ago, and I had been begging for it, and it's so funny that it, it, it took that long was the joy of cooking. Oh, I didn't yeah. have it. and, and there, Great one. It, because that one has all like the really basic stuff, like the staples, and so you can really bounce off from there. And then from I've also got, I've got Julia Childs. I've got that um, complicated. Uh, Bourdain. Wish- I've got a bunch of them. I wish I still had the Betty Crocker cookbook that my mom had back in the 70s. (gasps) It's the best. I've got a Betty Crocker binder one. It's like they made a binder version of it, and I have Mm -hmm. that. I couldn't find the one I was looking for. Never mind. Uh, You know, it was really fun listening to you look, though. That was neat. Yes. I love love your organization skills. You cursing off off, off mic is awesome. Um, Yeah, the Betty Crocker one is a go-to. The Joy of Cooking is a go-to. Um, Good Housekeeping has one that has all the basics in it. Like when I was younger, and it, it just like is, it has a great appendix in it, and you can find like biscuits, meatloaf, yeah, gravy. 
you know, and yeah. it's just step by step. And then as you get older and more accomplished in your cooking, you can add to it and make it your own, you know. And Julia Childs, what I loved is that she had a recipe for how to make hollandaise sauce like the long way. And then she also had it, and if you have an electric blender. And I was like, thanks, <laughs> Julia Childs. This is way easier. Um, her but, stuff's weird to me, though, man. I've tried to use her. Like, she had roasted cucumbers, and, and that turned me off of her book. So, hmm. okay, you got you two both. This has been well established. You two are actual chefs. You yeah. love to experiment with food, and you're burr blanking and vichy-swaying and mirepoix all over the place. Mise en place. I, <laughs> yeah. I have the hardest time because I am not a chef by any means. I follow recipes. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And like when we moved into this house, a girlfriend of mine gave me the Pioneer Woman cookbook. Y'all, Free. I am never, I am never gonna cook any of that stuff in there. It Why is not? all extra complicated. What Bree's stuff isn't complicated? Oh, meat and potatoes. Yes, it, it, yeah, no, man. it's not. No, 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 no. There is no meat and potatoes in there. It is all. Uh, I, I would pull it out if I could find it, but I'm. I don't have twenty minutes to go digging like like Sean just did. But I'm telling you, every time I go looking for something in there, I'm like, oh. No, this is way too much. It really would take her. me six hours. I used to love her show. She's like, right now my husband and all my children are building a fence out yeah. on the land. <laughs> I'm making them a quick lunch. Here's some crazy grilled cheeses and yeah. some chili and, and, and a homemade cocktail. That grilled cheese would take me five hours to make the way she does it. I always felt like watching that show that she she has this this smile plastered on her face and then as soon as the cameras are off she is screaming her head off at everybody nearby <laughs> i mean there's a lot of kids and her husband and they're building that fence and they're so noisy yeah he's real sweaty all the time yeah man <laughs> so what do you guys think we're like uh we're three days in to back to school and it's the weirdest craziest thing i've ever seen only charlie has a kid that's going to a physical school building in her life he only went for one full day though that's Mm. it they go one day meet their teachers get their stuff get an explanation kind of of what's going to happen and then the next three weeks is all remote and then they're supposed to go back like a B schedule days on okay. September fourteenth. I don't know if that's going to happen though. Yeah, mine. What's you know, it's such a bummer. So like mine, it was her first day of high school. She's a she's a freshman now, and it's like first day. And I remember what it was like to be a freshman in high school. And yeah. I know it's a, such a big deal. And it was like, how did could you log on? And it was she actually did. A lot of parents are freaking out because they couldn't get on. To that canvas stuff. Which side note? Yes, my child went to a another school prior to this, so we were coming into Gulfport County Schools completely blank slate, and I was so lost, like mm-hmm. could not figure anything out. Finally, got it working, and like I said, she got in fine. But it's weird. I mean, it's super weird, and they're doing the best they can. It's just. I don't know. Everybody keeps saying that they should have tested this beforehand, but is there a way to test the thousands of people who are trying to log on at the same time? No way. Well, it's like what I said the other day. Remember we were talking about it and 
Back when they opened up the brand new Raiders uh, arena in Vegas, they uh, had all those Boy Scouts come in and flush all the toilets at once to make sure the sewer (laughs) system worked fine. It's like, how do you test, you know, all right, kids, on the count of three, everybody log into your count. Now, about all they could have done is say, all right, today's like a buffer day. We're going to just do trial out. But nobody would have done it. Mm-hmm. It's like, do we have yeah, to? No. Okay. We're still on vacation. We're coming back from the beach. We're whatever. Up until the actual required first day of school, no one would have done that. Same thing would have happened. Actually, Man. and you're right, because my kid said that a bunch of her friends hadn't even attempted to try to do anything. And I was on her throat all weekend leading up to Monday being like, we are testing this out. <laughs> but the thing that they're not getting to do, like, the first day of school was all about going back and showing off the clothes that you got oh, at the yeah. Burlington outlets, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved back to school shopping, picking out what my first day of school outfit was going to be. I still specifically remember, I'm going to say this was in junior high, but this one outfit and my brand new first pair of Nikes I'd ever had with rainbow sparkly heart shoelaces. Nice. Oh, best first day of school ever. You know, yeah. we were talking about it, my wife and I, and we realized, like, we made the kids pose with the little piece of paper, you know, first mm-hmm. day of ninth grade, first day of 10th grade. But at the same time, we're like, shoot, we forgot to buy them an outfit. Like, oh, we yeah. just didn't, you we know, didn't we didn't think it. about it. We and didn't we do any either. shopping. See, Nothing. Our, our kids still need shoes that fit. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Like, Maddie's kid is now, or your, your inherited kid that you yeah. live with, 14 size 14 now yeah he's a monster oh he's enormous i will say between last year end of school and this year beginning of school our kid is 13 now and his feet have grown two sizes yeah two it's not worth it it's not worth buying them anything (laughs) get him some bags like like when you put bags on a dog's feet to walk him in the snow just get him some bags and some uh, rubber bands off of your celery yeah. and say, here, uh-huh. grow into these. Just, you know, let them wear clothes like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. They're a little raggy and a little stretched out, but it'll be fine. Hey, I'm only buying you double XL anything because you just cinch it. <laughs> Just cinch but it I'm, up. I'm going to tell you, my thing with shoes is I wear a size 13 and it's hard to find exactly what you want in a large size. And I don't like paying full price for shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like felt- to- yeah, I like to buy one shoe and get the other one free. So what I do is go to DSW and go to the closeouts in the back right. and go mm-hmm. straight to the size 13 rack. And whatever they have, I try to convince myself that that's what I want. Okay. Well, you know, that's something he said, too. And he was all bummed out because he's like, I want to get, you know, I, like, I don't want to have to custom buy shoes. I'm like, sorry, buddy. You're uh, a freak of nature who's enormous. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, there's no going back. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. My name's Daryl. <laughs> Bigfoot. So, yeah, but uh, do you think at this point, geez, do you think that he's done growing out of his giant no. shoes? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's going to be a weird thing where it's just going to keep growing. And the next thing you know, it's an old woman, a woman and her kid, you know, they're in her shoes and it's a nursery <laughs> rhyme. Well, then, wait, where are you at this point? Have you been squeezed out of the house by his giant feet? Are you like living uh, out I, in the yard in a tent? I'm long gone, man. I, it's oh, cool. Bruh. Actually, I think he'll be outside before I am. I'll, I'll just build a house around his enormous feet and it'll be great oh hey i have a question does he have facial hair yet yeah i mean loosely is he all excited about it oh yeah 
That, really? That's because, a thing, though. That's you. You gotta. Be, but I it's get so that. funny. No, no, I I get it. But like our kid, he he's getting just a little the teensy little shadow of a mustache on the edge of his lips, which sometimes I'm pretty convinced it's just dirt. But <laughs> he'll be like, "Look, look, I got a mustache. I got a mustache." I'm like, "You don't understand. Once that thing comes in, it's never going away." <laughs> and he's like so excited. Yeah. Like you're gonna be shaving for the rest of your life. Love. Maybe. Is he dark though, or is he like yes. me, where you could get away no. with not shaving for a no, couple weeks? No, no, no. He is going to be five o'clock shadowy at noon. That's me. That's why Absolutely. I just gave up and kept the beard. <laughs> one of one of my daughter's kid uh, friends, this little kid, has had a mustache since like first or second grade. He's great. I love that kid. <laughs> but we were somewhere. We we were doing monthly dinners to keep the kids engaged, you know. And yeah. so we were somewhere. And somebody else made a comment about this little kid having a mustache, and he was like seven or eight years old. And his dad, without missing a beat, said, yeah, he gets it from his mom. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's good, though. (laughs) Love it. Looking good, lady. (laughs) There's, There's Facebook groups for nearly any interest out there in the world. I have my Three Stooges Appreciation Groups, Three Stooges Collectibles Groups, Ted Healy Appreciation Groups, um, you know, reminiscing about old crap in Henderson Group, but there's one about not pointing guns at your junk group. Yeah, apparently that's a thing. Apparently people like to get on and share pictures of them pointing guns at their junk. Oh, they do point. I thought it was not pointing guns at it. Oh, no, no. Well, that's the rest of us. We don't need a group. We're all in that group. Okay, got it. (laughs) Common sense sense would say, yeah, you don't need a group because you shouldn't do that anyway. But my favorite is the dude made it into the news because he's in that group and he accidentally shot himself in the junk. Yipes. So there should be a group for don't shoot yourself in the junk. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and a group for Pointing oops. Is fine. Group for oops, I shot myself in the junk. It's a small group now, but it's growing. I hope not. Oh, it's a growing again. problem. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> that's just, I, you know, I think that's a point where there's just everything out there. And probably someone started it as a joke, I guess. But I love the fact that someone, you know, every single time... It's like, I'm going to point this gun right here at my pee-pee well, and then pulls a trigger. It's like, what are you doing? It how, just slipped. How do guns end up in the hands of stupid people so often? <laughs> Shouldn't there be, there's always a background check for handguns. There's always some measure of yeah, safety but there. Yeah, but, but they don't ask not? them, are you going to point this at your junk and take a picture of yourself? <laughs> They yeah. could probably just put a small math quiz on there, and it would save a lot of people a lot this of This is what I'm saying. There should be some kind of IQ test, too. Like, Circle the cat. Which one of these clowns is different? You know? See? <laughs> right. We've got it all figured out. Which one is red? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if, if you have trouble with any of those, you don't get no gun. Yeah, I want to say this. Yeah, this always sounds bad, but it's you know the idea of natural selection. Mm-hmm. But you know, I feel like there's just a certain person, and it, you can warn them about everything. It's to me, it reminds me when I worked in the restaurants, and every time we'd get a new giant container of the cleaning solutions, they would always have to write "Do not drink" on them. It's like, well, I don't know. It looks like lemon lime Gatorade. I think I might taste yeah. it. But even if it says on it, do not drink, there's somebody who's going to say, well, maybe just a little bit. It right. looks like it. I bet. 
if I just taste it, that doesn't really count. I'm just going to wet my lips with it. I wonder what Windex tastes like. It's like it probably what a, you know you think it would. Yeah, not it's good. not good. I, I've tasted that. Like blue Gatorade? No. Nope. Mm, it's real bitter. <laughs> a melted icy pop. I'm going to tell you, most cleaning products are real bitter. <laughs> I don't want to know how you know this. Yeah, I can't say that I've tried a lot of them. <laughs> nope. Well... When you're down there under the sink and you're bored and you're opening things and, you know, I mean, it's like, hey, what's going nope. on here? Don't know. It happens. Yeah, when sure. <laughs> when, when you're bored at home and it's a long summer day, you know, you're going to taste all the stuff under the sink. That's all I'm saying. Sure. I mean, I wish I could say that I could relate to that other than the fact that, like, I bet this dog food is delicious. And You've done it. It is. Hard, hard kibble. You can't beat it. Gravy train, though, not great because it does create a gravy in your mouth. Gross. Well, that Still sounds like it'd be it. really good. No, mm. it's not. It's not gravy like you want. No. <laughs> it's clear gravy. You don't it's want gravy that. gravy like you need. Side note, have you ever watched those commercials for, like, the real fancy dog food and thought, you know, gosh, that actually does look kind of good. And then you the realize The ones that, that are, like, in the refrigerator? Yeah. Like the super nice ones. Yeah. It's like, it's like Dave Chappelle once wisely said. Dog food tastes exactly like it smells. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> I have to feed my dog this new fancy food, and it smells like it has a really strong cereal smell. I think it smells awful, but my boyfriend was like, eh, it's not so bad. Did he taste it yet? <laughs> not yet. You don't know. He wouldn't do that in front of you. <laughs> Probably not. Because once you watch a man eat dog food, you never feel the same about him. <laughs> You know, the best thing to do Maddie. to your dog, how dare you, the best thing you could ever do to your dog is, you know, sit down with a box of milk bones and just eat them in front of them. That'll show them. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in charge? Who's a good boy? Me. I'm the good boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't get to the top of the food chain for nothing. Right. <laughs> Say, look at my thumbs, we stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it, ain't it? We at time? Yes. Okay. Hey, thanks so much for listening to episode 30 with any wow. luck. And if we don't eat too many cleaning products and dog food, we'll be here for 31 next week. Please come back. Please <laughs> tell crossed. your friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell your friends to listen to this. If And, you know, maybe they'll get through one. We don't know. We don't know how you do it. But um, do that thing where, what is it where you do? You subscribe and you rate it and all like of that. Like it and yeah. tell everybody and make yeah, them do man. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Any parting words from Charlie? I don't care if it smells like cereal. Don't eat the dog food. It's expensive. How about you, Splatty? Cat food is not delicious. Ew. Don't even <laughs> Come introduce on. Gross, no, man. Not, not good. smells. We're trying to raise kids out here. <laughs> All right. Next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.